Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm excited to welcome back to the show, Allison Schaff. Last time she was on the show, we talked all about batch processing and eliminating decision fatigue by being intentional and doing that batch processing up front ahead of time, especially when it came to the realm of nutrition and meal planning specifically. Allison is the founder of Prep Dish, which is a subscription-based meal plan service. And again, we talked about the benefits of planning ahead and the productivity benefits of being intentional, using that batch processing, getting rid of decision fatigue and making bad decisions just because you don't feel like you have a choice at the time. And in that way, increasing your efficiency. Well, she's back again to give us some more specifically kitchen hacks, and then we move into how she applies these strategies, these batch processing and intentionality and decision fatigue eliminating strategies towards her own business and her own work-life balance. And now, enjoy this conversation with Allison Schaff. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome back to the show, Allison Schaff. Allison, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be talking to you again. So I got a bunch of great feedback last time. And, you know, people just not thinking about productivity and hacking their way through their kitchen. <laughs> and, you know, they, they just mm-hmm. don't think about that, you know, in terms of food. And what we talked about last time, we talked all about like the benefits of planning ahead, specifically when it came to meal planning and even the productivity mm-hmm. benefits of that with being intentional by using batch processing and how that eliminated decision fatigue and increased our efficiency. And that's great and all, but in the end, it's like, you're still creating this awesome, enjoyable food. But I got so much great feedback because people were like, I had no idea, like I could hack my lunchtime or, you know, different things like that. Yes. So, (laughs) so I don't think the people were expecting that episode. And I was pleasantly surprised to be able to, to bring you back on because not only is it important for us to continue along the ways of that thought process in terms of being intentional and using batch processing, but we're going to apply that to some other areas of, say, your business, basically. And by the way, mm-hmm. if, if people haven't heard that original conversation that you were in, I'll link that up in the show notes so you can go back and listen to that one first if you want to, or just stay here and then go back to that one later. So there you go. So I know that you've got some other stuff that we can talk about out about specifically being in the kitchen, kind of kitchen hacks where you can spend less time in the kitchen, but have stuff prepped and ready. Like I'm thinking in terms of like, like, for example, right now I'm home by myself and I have not 
prepped anything like, but I'm kind of hungry. So I'm like, I, what I wished I'd done was maybe some of these things that you have. Yeah. I mean, I would love to talk about that. And I agree. I re-listened to our episode yesterday and it was definitely um, good talking about, you know, the meal planning process and, you know, the benefits of that. But I really wanted to give some good takeaway tips today. So gosh, I'll tackle your first thing head on, which you know, obviously I'm going to say like, oh yeah, you know, you should have had something prepped ahead of time, but (laughs) there's another thing and that is have a go-to meal. That's like a freezer meal or a pantry meal that you can just pull out. So an example of one that I have is, you know, there's this fish that I order, I ordered online, but it's, I put it in the, it's a frozen fish and I pull it out of the freezer. I know I can roast it in about, you know, 15 minutes. And then, um, you know, on the side have some vegetables that don't really require prep work, like some sauteed spinach and maybe like, um, you know, some sweet potato fries would require some chopping, but, um, some pre-chopped vegetables would be even better because that's, you know, maybe some pre-chopped Brussels sprouts or something, stick those in there with the fish and, you know, there you go. So really no prep work required. So just kind of knowing some things like that, that you can have on hand for when you are in a pinch, um, is really helpful. And the way I kind of look at that is, you know, a protein. So like I said, I have this like go-to fish that I can pull out of the freezer. Um, maybe it's a package of, I don't know, ground meat or something, but having some sort of, um, protein or eggs, can be an example too, you know, if you want a quick lunch, um, and then some vegetables that require little prep work. I love hard boiled eggs. And that's something that actually I needed to get back into doing was just doing up a big old batch of them. Every, actually, I think everybody in my house likes them. So that really just needs to be on rotation at this point. Yep, I know. And I was going to say the hard boiled eggs. And I'm like, well, that's getting back to my batching thing. So let's jump in and talk <laughs> about some of the things to do in terms of like prepping and batching in the kitchen. And actually, I'll say before you get into the kitchen, is when you're ordering, when you're doing your grocery shopping, I've started doing more and more ordering in batch. So, you know, I have a meat company that I order my meat and seafood from. I have a pantry order that I make. Um, so I also just moved to the country. So this also makes, this makes it easier. But when I go to the grocery store, if all I'm having to buy is the produce, wow, that has just been such a time saver for me because my, you know, meat and pantry items are already there and, you know, at my house. So that would be step one. And then, when you're in the kitchen, so different things that you can prep. One would be um, dressings and marinades. And I like to talk about this one because they're actually interchangeable. So if you make a nice like balsamic vinaigrette salad dressing, you can uh, double it up and use half of it as a marinade for your chicken. Or if you make like a citrus herb type marinade, you could double it up and use um, part of that on your salad. So you know, that's a good one to do in advance and kind of use multi-purposely. Oh, yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, I really like the idea of doubling up because, for example, uh, we were recording this pretty soon after the Super Bowl has happened. And my wife made uh, this awesome chili, but also this awesome – oh, gosh, I'm going to butcher the name. But it's something something Toscano soup. It's got like mm. sausage and I know it's got kale in it too, but the kale tastes great, to be honest, and potatoes. And and so I'm like, man, I wish she had, while she was making it at the time, just made double batches because I would love to pull that out and unfreeze it. 
Oh yeah. No, doubling up is big. So, you know, soups, um, anything that's freezer friendly automatically, I try and double it up. So frittatas, chilies, soups, lasagnas, all of those items, um, any baked good, like a muffin or even, you know, you can do like little mini egg muffins, all of those things double well, and you can stick them in the freezer. So that way, by the time you get ready to have it again, it's not like, Oh, I just had this a few days ago. Maybe it was a few weeks ago. So you're not tired of it. But yeah, definitely doubling up on recipes is a good way to go. So the other thing I was going to talk about is looking at, so a few different things, but any sort of process that you're going to do, whether it's a full kind of meal prep day or just like, hey, I think I'm going to, you know, for dinner tonight, I'm going to chop some asparagus. Well, once you pull out the cutting board, what I do if I haven't done my meal prep is I look around and say, what other vegetables do I have in my fridge or pantry that might need chopped? So once your cutting board's out, you're doing your chopping. I also like to look at this from an up, like when I turn my oven on. So if I turn my oven on, I'm always looking around what else might need to be baked. So an example would be, you know, if I'm turning my oven on to cook my chicken for dinner, but I have some sweet potatoes in the pantry, well, I'll pull out some sweet potatoes and do some baked sweet potatoes. And then I can use those, you know, the next day at lunch for a side. So really any action that I'm taking in the kitchen, being thoughtful and being like, if I'm already turning the oven on and all I have to do is throw the you know, sweet potatoes there, if I already have the cutting board out, then, you know, maybe chopping that onion really quick isn't going to be so much of a trouble. Whereas a few, you know, when you get to lunchtime, you're not going to want to pull out the cutting board and chop an onion. So really being thoughtful with those actions. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it in terms of like, well, I've already got this tool out already, so I Mm -hmm. may as well use it for a couple of other things. That makes sense. I hadn't thought about that. That's crazy. I think about these things a lot. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. But yeah, like, and you know, if anyone has a spiralizer, do you have a, do you have a spiralizer? Have you ever done that? Do you know what that is? What, what does that do specifically? So we may have one and I'm not sure that I've used it. That's probably the key there. So it's like one of those little, you put your vegetable on it and then you turn it around and it makes little kind of like noodles, almost like pasta oh, noodles. Okay. You can make the zucchini or a sweet potato, or you can even do fruit. So you can do all sorts of things with a spiralizer, but that's another one. Like if I'm going to get out and spiralize something, I'm going to do two or three things because it's kind of a pain to wash. So, you know, any tool like that, if, if you pull it out, go ahead and like use it a few times so you can get, um, get your most bang for your buck there. Sure. Yeah. I know we don't, we may have one. I know I haven't used it. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so then another thing is, you know, don't be afraid to look. So I'm a big proponent of like cooking things from scratch and eating real food, um, and avoiding convenience foods. But I think sometimes when people say avoid a con- convenience foods, like a lot gets thrown in there and there are some convenience foods that you can look at. And the big one that I'm a proponent for is pre-chopped, um, vegetables and, and fruit, because those items, there's not, there hasn't been anything else added. So, Well, technically, yeah, they've been processed. If you're buying them fresh out of the produce section, there's nothing different from that versus you chopping your own. So, you know, if you want to save some time, definitely, you know, don't overlook the pre-chopped items. Whereas, you know, things like convenience foods, like, you know, maybe a sauce and some of that, you want to be more leery of because you don't know what ingredients are going into that. And that might not be as healthy as, you know, making it from scratch. So they're, you know, kind of knowing the difference between an okay convenience food to reach for and then those that you want to avoid. Yeah. I think to me, when I hear convenience food, I almost go, maybe not all the way, but close to that processed or fast food 
area. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think convenience is really just a, a matter of preparation. So if you've already done the prep, it's now convenient. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, and then just another, like, if you are going to, you know, t- do meal prep, that's, you know, my big thing is, you know, the ideal situation is sitting down, you know, on Sunday afternoon or Monday evening and, you know, doing all the prep work in an hour or two. And if you're going to do that, there's some ways to make that more efficient. So, um, you know, make sure that you wash all your vegetables at once. And this is even if if you're getting ready to start dinner, Um, you know, rather than wash one thing and then come back and wash something later, you know, do that all at once. You're not running back and forth to the sink. Um, And then once you're getting ready in the kitchen, having your station set up. So, having a trash bowl right there. Um, so anytime you have scraps, you just put it in your trash bowl versus going back and forth to the trash can. Now, all of these things might seem minor, but I used to work as a personal chef. So, you know, when I did that, all of these things really add up on time if you're not, and I catch myself doing it. You know, if I'm just, I'm like, oh, I just have a few things. Then all of a sudden I'm like running back and forth to the trash can. I'm like, what am I doing? So I pull out a bowl and you know, have my little trash bowl. So little things like that and just making sure your station is set up and you're kind of prepared to like do the work in the kitchen. Um, you know, in culinary school, we call it mise en place, you know, having everything in its place. Um, but that will definitely, and it, you know, it's just like with work, you know, you want to have your workstation set up so you can do the best work possible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I spent, <laughs> so I spent uh, a number of minutes more than I care to admit right now, cleaning up my workspace this morning because <laughs> I had just had stuff all over it and it wasn't, it wasn't that it was out of place, but it was that uh, mm-hmm. it was just not going to be conducive to me focusing and then getting actual work done. So I said, no, you know what? Make some coffee, sip a bunch of it, and then dig in. And then now I'm good. It's like mental clutter or something. I don't know. I like have to have the, the clear space in order to think properly or something. And I think yeah. that's true. True have no you, matter where I'm at. Have you seen the movie The Founder about McDonald's? It's uh What's his name? No, I want to see that Ray okay. Kroc. So My yeah, about Ray Kroc it, and so. I'm, uh, Michael Keaton is is the main, the main guy. Yeah, in it. And there's this part where he's basically taking what the McDonald's brothers have created in terms of their system, and they kind mm-hmm. of chalk it out on a tennis court, and he then kind of rearranges it and makes it much more efficient. That's what this makes me think of. Well, so everybody needs to see that movie. And so do you. <laughs> I'm going to add it to my list. <laughs> yeah. And so then the other thing is just, you know, when you're batching, th- look at the foods that will do well. So um, chopping vegetables, most vegetables, the only exception is like potatoes and avocados, but everything else for the most part can be chopped in advance, like carrots and broccoli and asparagus and onions, all those things can, you know, usually for about a week in the fridge, hold up. Um, I like to make a big salad at the beginning of the week, uh, just kind of toss together, you know, some nuts and fruit and uh, veggies and have a salad. So that way, you know, for lunch, that there would be a quick and easy side. Um, and even at dinner, if you need sort of a side vegetable, you have that salad that you can pull from. So I literally just, you know, buy one of those big tubs and kind of mix it at the beginning of the week. Um, and that's something that holds true with my meal plans. So there's always a salad on offering each week. Um, if you do things like grains and beans, definitely doubling up there. And those can also be frozen like we were talking about earlier. But, you know, if you're going to cook a thing of rice, cook it at the beginning of the week and, you know, kind of use it throughout the week. 
the marinades and dressings like we talked about. I mean, all of this stuff is just like, you know, if you're going to do the work and go through and do it, it just makes sense to try and, um, you know, double up and get get more out of it. I'm actually rethinking, you know, we, we make a salad fewer times than I think we should be here in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it, but we're doing it kind of in that inconvenient way. So I, I really think maybe doing the convenient way of making one big one and then seeing how long we can, uh, well, not make it last. We want to make it, we want to eat it as quick as possible. Duh. But, yeah. you know, be, maybe doing that on like twice a week kind of a rotation where we make one and then get about halfway through the week because we're all eating it and we are eating healthy and then we do it again. Well, and that's really the beauty of meal prep is if the work has already been done, it's really hard to not eat that meal. Like if you've already put in the time to put together this beautiful salad, it's really hard to sit there and just watch it wilt and not eat it. Now, if it's five o'clock and you have to start from scratch, it's really easy to be like, I'm not going to pull out a knife and cutting board. I'm not going to do that. And then just go for whatever's, you know, easy and quick and convenient. So that's the reason I really like meal prep is it makes the decision for you because you put in the work beforehand and then like there's no decision to be made. You've already made the decision. Yeah. Eliminating. And we talked about this last episode. We eliminate that possibility of making the wrong choice because you've already chosen. You've Mm -hmm. done the work to have it be prepared and ready to go. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, I think that holds true, um, you know, with work stuff too. It's like, if you, have done things in advance and you're not waiting to the last minute, you're just going to make your better decisions. Well, you know, when you're going to make your better decisions. And for most people, that's not at five 30 at night, right before dinner. (laughs) No, that's the point Not for me. Yeah. No, that's when most of the time, either the kids have already snuck, you know, snacks they shouldn't have had, or, uh, you know, I end up coming out of my office and, uh, end up starting to act a little hangry. So, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, anything else in terms of these kitchen hacks that you have? Um, there was only one other thing I was going to touch on is the snacks that you were bringing up. And that is, you know, having some in terms of like snacking, if you are, if you know that your kids are going to be looking for something, having something that's already chopped up and healthy or Um, you know, just buying like a veggie tray at the grocery store. So you can have those items and be like, okay, I mean, if you have to have something before dinner, you can have something off the veggie tray, like maybe not pulling out like a whole, you know, granola bar or anything like that. But you know, here's some acceptable things if you really are that hungry. Yeah. Luckily, my son, and well, actually both my son and my daughter will not balk at like, just going and grabbing a banana or an apple where they can, oh, nice. you know, it's, yep. it's prepackaged by nature. Yep. So uh, we're all good to go. <laughs> there. Funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent 
fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic. For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch-your-own-shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety in your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond. Again, go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate however it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the reese's because when you want something sweet You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So here's the the cool thing is that these concepts of batch processing and, you know, working more efficiently and setting your your stuff up doesn't just apply to what you specifically do in what you certainly gosh i almost made the joke what you cater to in your business <laughs> but it's also how you run your business which is great and that's and this is where a lot of people can not only take stuff home from this episode and the previous one in terms of honestly easing their mind and their family life and their home life but then their work life can benefit from these principles as well yeah. And I mean, that's one of the things I love about your podcast is you're always talking about, you know, thoughtfulness and intentionality and really like looking at that big picture and how that can help move you forward in your business. But I think that's just so true kind of in life. And so because of, I look at my meals and the meal planning like this, that's really the way I approach prep dish and the way I run the business. And I've just found that it helps to, you know, have that better viewpoint and make the better decisions because you can see. So actually the first example I'm going to give is when we plan our actual meal plans, you know, we have 52, well, actually 104 minimum that we put out each year. And when we plan those, we look at them and on a quarterly basis when we're planning them, because you don't want to look at each week in isolation. Like if you're working on updating each one in isolation, well, then the next thing you know, you have, um, you know, asparagus three weeks in a row and you're missing 
Um, you know, like maybe you don't have chicken on there at all because you can't really see how they all work together. So really taking that step back and planning those out quarterly has been huge in terms of making sure that we're really having the variety and the types of meals that we want in there. It gives us a really good viewpoint. Um, and then that's also something I know most people probably aren't creating meal plans, but you know, for editorial calendar. So our blog posts, um, and our email newsletters, those are also something that we plan out um, at three to six months at a time. And yeah, those might change, but at least we have the plan and we know that we're kind of fitting in that mix of items that we want to have in there and that we're not repeating ourselves or maybe like sharing the same blog post multiple times in a <laughs> row because we've had it planned out. And, you know, if something comes up and we need to change change one you know, one post or an order on something, it's really easy to do. But um, kind of batching that out and having that bigger picture view is just so helpful. Yeah. And I imagine having that plan set aside or not set aside, having the plan set up in advance, Mm -hmm. you may need to modify it as you go, but at least you've already done the heavy lifting. It's the easy stuff that you then have to just quick swap out here or there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to look back and be like, wait, how is this going to fit in the big, like, it's really hard when you're in the like day to day to then step back again, just like at whim. So yeah, it's really, and it's good for spotting holes, you know, and, or catching trends of like something you may be repeating or missing out on in general. So, um, part of it is the planning, but then part of it is also even just, um, the execution and, you know, making sure that your days, I'm very big on like having like, you know, today's a day of phone calls for me. So I have, <laughs> you know, I think nine different calls lined up today, but then I'll have days where literally I don't take a phone call because I need like my focus days. And so really kind of looking at my time that way and kind of another form of batching it to make sure that, you know, I make time for things that are important for me as well. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's something that I try to do as well when I'm recording the show is Mm -hmm. if I have not today's uh, an exception, I've only talked to you and that's fine. But to be in that mindset of, okay, I'm, I'm prepped. I'm ready. I'm amped up. Like I've got my coffee. I've, I've drank a bunch of water and now I'm in conversation mode versus other time, you know, other days of the week where I don't have it uh, set for that. Yeah. And I'm not sure that you can relate to this as much, but I know the female listeners for, I've been doing, you know, some videos or things where I, you know, go to a lunch and like, you know, fix my hair and put on real clothes. And so I try and figure out that all of those, you know, as soon as I have a video that I have to do, I'm like, okay, what else can I do while my hair's done or, you know, all of that sort of thing. Because, you know, there are days that are, or, you know, if I have a day to run errands, I make sure that, you know, that's only one day versus, you know, multiple days throughout the week and just really looking at, you know, where your time goes and not splitting it up too much. And then, you know, other things too, that I've kind of found that I can badge out is, um, the so invoices so that's something i mean you know you don't want to be late on your invoices but for a lot of times you know i make sure that it's all kind of you know if i get a few in one week i just set them all aside to do at the same time and um for mail i know this goes back to gosh tim ferris the four-hour work week and you know but he said you know you don't have to check your mail every day and sometimes i'll check it more frequently but then i'll just set to set aside a pile of you know to go through and really only do it a few times a month because you know it's 
it's kind of like that hit. You're like, oh, I'll, I'll go through it. But it really makes more sense to kind of do that all, all at once. Um, email, that's another thing. I mean, right. that one's that one's always the tricky one, right? <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I try and do my best at, you know, doing one, one big, you know, email sweep a day. Um, I'm definitely not perfect at that, but I, I notice the benefits when I do it. <laughs> yeah. I, and there are lots of schools of thought and actually lots of different people have, you know, guided on different approaches on this yeah. show. And the one I stick to or try to stick to, I guess, is primarily I check it in the morning, but not first thing. And I check it usually right around, you know, late morning mm-hmm. um, and then some point in mid-afternoon and then the end of the day. And the reason I do that, and, and some people may be thinking, wow, only those times, while others are thinking, wow, that many times, kind of yeah. goes to show that like either we're, we're either living in it and using it like crazy, or we are maybe using it more healthy and not checking it as often. And I think, I think it's circumstantial. I don't think any one right way it's because we all use it in different ways to interact with different people for different reasons. So, and it, yeah. And it depends on, you know, your role and when you have people that are expecting a response, you know, I have, I still actually have the personal chef company, so I have clients there and I'm not going to, you know, wait more than 24 hours if, if the client reaches out. So, you know, there's, um, and I think too, also differentiating, like, you know, do I, is this an email before I get open the email? No, like what I'm going in for, am I going in just to, to check and see if there's anything important or am I going in to like do a full clean out? Because that's, you know, once a day I do a full clean out and then a few other times I'll do kind of a check-in and just kind of looking for those really like urgent messages. Yeah. But yeah, that. That's something to experiment with, you know, it's just always kind of evolving. So, oh, and then another one that we definitely batch is social media posts. I mean, this kind of is the same thing as the editorial calendar, but it's, it's just a lot easier to make sure that you're getting that variety that you want um, in your posts. If you're, you know, and then you don't risk the, you know, getting on social media and getting lost in that rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, well, I, I know all about that because I work at a company (laughs) that does social media. So it's, yeah, Yeah. I I will even, I've been doing a trick where I literally offload my social media apps from my phone for the weekend. That's like a closing down Friday ritual for me now. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I, touch it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I've started doing the closing down ritual um, at the end of every day. That's been one of my 2018 things. And I have got to tell you, it has been amazing. Like I feel like, I always thought my mornings were strong, but my mornings are so much better now because part of my shutdown routine is like looking through and saying like what needs to get done for the next day, which I used to do first thing in the morning. And it's been just this crazy shift. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of that shutting it down. And I make sure I physically shut down my computer. So <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't typically like I, I have a laptop and so I won't typically shut it all the way down, but I leave uh-huh. it put away like i'll put it away in a bag so if i need to go do it like i'll have to go dig for it and i try to keep yeah. my phone like docked somewhere out of my reach and i yeah. i have the apple watch so like if an actual and i've got it like pared down to like only the minimal notifications of like an actual text or uh-huh. an actual phone call <laughs> so yep yeah it's um I- 
some days are better than <laughs> than others. But yeah, the, the actual, and I, sometimes I shut it down and then I'll turn it back on because I shut it down because I'm like, okay, I'm done with work. But then, you know, maybe I have something else, you know, maybe it's more of a personal thing that I want to do, but, you know, I have to turn it back on. But at least I've kind of like mentally said like, okay, this part of the day is done. So, and I told my husband that I said, I'm going to try and do it before dinner in 2018. And I said, we might be having later dinner. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) So um, then another interesting thing that I've noticed, I've started um, kind of more recently started batching and that's my, my reading. And this is both for personal and for work. Cause I know if you, if you have a big book, it's, it's easier, right? If you kind of chip away at it, like, you know, set aside 20 minutes a day and really do your reading. But the thing I've found, and this is more just personal preference is I, I really enjoy binge reading. And to me, that's like, you know, having a two or three hour, hour period where I can just really dig into the book, whether it's, you know, some fictional book or even a business book. I feel like I get a lot more out of it if I can really set aside some time for that, which was kind of a shift. Because before I was like, oh, if I want to read, I have to just do it every single day. But whereas now I've been trying to figure out longer periods where I can really dive into the books and get more more out of them. So Are that's you- been So are you setting aside time like that, like on your calendar and blocking it out then? I should. um, I'm (laughs) not as much, but it's like one of the, what I'm trying to do is on the weekends. Like if I ever have a free time or like sometimes if I capture, so maybe I'm not really making a priority, but if I see like some blank time, I really try and cap, like kind of capture that and use that as my reading time. And right now that's ended up being kind of like, some weekend times or my Friday afternoons. I mean, those are kind of a big time for me where it's, I've found Friday afternoons, I'm just not very productive. So I've started just learning from that and not trying to accomplish much on a Friday afternoon. So a lot of times those will be my reading times. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Different days for reviewing of new advertisers. This was another thing that um, I ended up shifting. So some of it's too, just like working with my team and figuring out a way that we can all work together so that we aren't a team that's constantly on our email. Um, And so one that was really big for us was um, reviewing of new advertisers and making sure that those aren't being, you know, oh, a new one's in, let's review it right away. Like, nope, let's set aside a time and do, you know, multiple ones at once and let's set aside a time. And so it's really something that I've had to work with my team to to train them on. When we do this, I just find that every little thing that I can find that we can batch, it just becomes a more, it becomes a better decision at the end of the day, because you just feel like you've actually given it your time and the thought that you should versus just trying to respond right away to get the email out of the inbox, if that makes sense. I mean, those are really the big things that I feel like we're batching. But again, it's like, I'm always looking at what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, you know, is this something that should be done in the moment? Or is this something that we should be taking a step back and spending some more time and doing like all of them at once? And um, the more we get to that mode of it, the more I feel like we're making better decisions and we're less stressed out. Um, what about having that? I mean, I don't want to go there. Uh, The the terminology is kind of weird to say, but just what, what about in terms of making sure you have a balance of the whole work-life balance thing when it comes to create, you know, you working in your business and working on your business? Yeah. So that's a really good one. And that's another thing that I really, um, in 2018. So in terms of, I had that shutdown thing, but then the other thing I really looked at is 
Um, in the afternoons, I kind of, you know, I get a little sleepy and groggy and I want to fit in. I love to go on walks. I love to get outside and go for a walk. And if you put that off, it gets dark and then I don't want to go on my walk. And so what I've started doing is I know around two o'clock, I'm going to kind of not be so productive. And so that's um, my walk time. And then I follow that. And this is a good, I'm sure you've talked about this, but in terms of, you know, creating habits, it's like, if you can kind of put a few habits together, it's easier to do them because they're all kind of done at the same time. So my afternoon walk and my afternoon meditation are both kind of done together sometime in that I tried, I keep an eye on, you know, keeping up an hour or two in the afternoon where I can step aside and just kind of have that more space, right? I think all of this for me is just creating um, that space and the walk and the meditation really help with that. So um, I've been really um, intentional in setting that aside too. So good. Yeah. And are you applying it to maybe like say pacing and breaks throughout the day or throughout the week as well? Yeah, yeah, you know, like, um, just making sure that there is some empty space and that I, one thing I did this year on my calendar was look before, um, we set any of our big dates was making sure, you know, there's some times for vacations and, um, all of that. And so, you know, just making sure that there's space there. Um, and because if, if you don't block out space, something is going to fill it. It's the same thing like with an empty room. Like if <laughs> if you have four empty drawers, there's going to be things that show up in those drawers. And as much as <laughs> you try and resist it, it's like it does fill. So um, yeah, just making sure that I, I try and make sure I have time for all of that. And, and the mornings for me still, like I have an hour in the morning of you know, sitting down and having breakfast. And um, I do a meditation in the morning as well. So, you know, trying to not turn on my phone or computer for the first hour of the day have really been helpful um, tactics for me in terms of setting the day up right. So then by the time I turn on the computer, I'm ready to just like go for it and jump right in. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, again, a lot of people that I've talked to you on this show, it's all about that morning routine. Uh, what and yep. you, you've talked a little bit about, about, you know, your, your, your workday shutdown, uh, mm-hmm. is there anything else we haven't mentioned in that? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, but the, the work, so I really did. Cause I, so many people do focus on that morning routine. And so I feel like for the past few years, I've really focused on the morning routine and it was getting to where it was getting longer and longer. And I right. am so productive in my mornings and I'm like, gosh, like, this is a lot to do in my mornings and this is like my most productive time. And so that's where kind of like this afternoon, you know, walk and meditation and then like the evening shutdown routine. So I've really started to look at, well, yeah, you can have your morning routine, but really it's just like, what is your daily routine and what do you hold space for? Because what you hold space for are the things that are going to get done, whether that's, you know, reading a book or, um, you know, things like take, you know, setting aside time to take a nice long bath. Like, you know, some of those things are important to me. And so I've really tried to look at my whole day routine and what are the things that I want to set aside time for and being aware of those. So, um, it's always a work in progress, but yeah, the, so the morning routine is, you know, I wake up, my husband and I both meditate together. So we do transcendental meditation, which is actually twice a day. Um, but you know, the first one's like before we even get out of bed. So that's really easy to fit in. Um, and then we always have breakfast together. So that's kind of like family time. And then, um, I do a little kind of devotional reading and 
um, I have chickens. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my new favorite part of my routine is going out and um, feeding them and letting them out of their coop and kind of, um, you know, spending a few minutes with them. But that's kind of a fun thing for me in the morning. And um, but then, I mean, the nice thing in the mornings for me now is because I have the shutdown routine in the evening, when I open my computer, I'm not having to, to decide what my priorities are and my tasks for the day. I have my top three tasks and I try and keep the first few hours of my mornings, um, uh, you know, open. So that way I, that's when I knock off all my tasks and because they've already been laid out, I've noticed in 2018, I've been knocking them out way quicker because I can just go through and go down the list and start checking them off. Um, and then, you know, after that, it's kind of diving into the day, but again, setting aside time for a walk and meditation in the afternoon and then, hopefully wrapping it up in the evenings and, um, you know, writing out my tasks for the day and physically shutting down the computer, like closing all the programs. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that one's an interesting one. Cause that one, you know, again, it's pretty new and it's funny to watch. It's like one week you do it every single night. And then once you skip one night, you notice the next night, it kind of doesn't happen. And like, wait, what's happening. So it's, it's so funny how, you know, routines really, you have to keep an eye on them because once it slips once or twice, it's easy to just continue to let that slip. So, yeah, especially when they're not like deeply, like, like, like they're not muscle memory yet. They're, yeah, I've done it for, you know, a good month or two, but it's not six months. It's not a year to where if I miss one, I come turn right back around and do it again the next day without thinking. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. 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 It's, you have to keep an eye on them. <laughs> so, but I call it out. Like if I catch myself doing, I'm like, wait, it's seven 30. I've already had dinner. Like, why am I back on? Nope. I have to, I have to figure. And so, you know, maybe I don't course correct that night, but I'm like next night I'm doing it. And so tomorrow night I kind of like refocus. So that's yeah. how that's been working. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you mean with, with having to, to kind of modify and make changes because, like even with my morning routine, I've had to change it a couple of times. It's, it's kind of a seasonal thing for me, especially because I have kids. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I, I, my workout, that was one of the things I had to change recently where, um, I just felt like trying to cram. It felt like I was trying to cram it in first thing. And yep. then I would feel good that I'd gotten it done, but I'd get home and feel like I was then in a rush to get other stuff done or help you know, get my kids out the, the door and all that kind of stuff. And so what mm -hmm. I've done now is I've actually changed it to where I have time for myself and then a little bit of, you know, computer turned on time. Then my kids get up, then my, I get my son ready and I drop him off. Meanwhile, as soon as I drop him off, I head to the gym, then do that, then come home. And I've already gotten, you know, it, it's less, it's just spaced it out and it's less rush. And it's really just mm -hmm. a change in scheduling. It's not really that I'm, getting up any earlier or any, anything different. It's just, I was trying to cram too much into a small space. Yeah. And I mean, it's just so important to, to revisit that, you know, I think I, cause otherwise you kind of get guilty, like, Oh no, I'm not fitting it all in. And that's where, you know, my walks earlier in the afternoon, I was kind of putting them off till in the evening. And then I'd get mad if I didn't fit them in. I'm like, well now 
when I do them in the afternoon, it's nice because then I go back and I'm more refreshed to kind of finish up and do that, like shut down thing and make sure, you know, if I have any tasks, I can get those done and I can outline the next day's work and get all that done before dinner. And all it took was shifting that walk to earlier in the day. And it actually just more naturally fit there because that those hours that I'm going on that walk were not the hours where I was really being super productive. So um, it's, you know, constant, I think, experimentation and like season of life and figuring out, you know, where you're at with everything because it does have to shift kind of constantly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that walk fits right in with getting away from screens, getting up, getting blood flowing, taking yep. away, you know, not staring at your work, not even thinking about it and just going out yep. and enjoying and breathing and being and it's a break. Like it's a literal break. And so by doing that early, I mean, you're getting way more benefit doing it probably in the middle of the day like that, uh, than, you know, you would in the evening, though both are, are beneficial. But, yep. uh, yeah, by not seeing it as like, oh man, I've got to fit this in right now. And like, no, I get to go do this right now. Right. Yeah. No, I'm all, yeah, I'm always excited to take off for those. And it's been, pretty cool to feel like I'm not because in the evenings it is it's kind of like this rushed like okay there's dinner and this and it's easy to be like okay well I'll just skip this part you know so it doesn't get skipped anymore <laughs> anything else you're doing in your business or in your work life where you're applying applying these these principles I'd love to you know kind of wrap up here with saying like look there's lots of these things that apply not just to business, but to life. That's why it's cool to have you as a guest where it's like, no, these things apply to multiple areas. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just think in general, I'm always kind of looking for places. Um, another place personally that we found is we live, like I said, out in the country and we have people come to visit and always trying to figure out times when people can come out. That was one thing where we started kind of opening up at lunchtime where we would have multiple people come out in the same day. And that's been really cool because one, you know, you kind of cl clean up the house and get the food ready and all that. And so if you can kind of do two and one, and then these sometimes will have interesting friends that maybe don't know each other and they'll get to come together and connect or their friend, their kids can play together. And so that's been kind of a cool other area where we've been um, batching and not feeling like, okay, we have to like keep this space just for, you know, these, this family, it could actually be a few families at the same time. And that's been kind of fun too, to play around with. So I mean, just always yeah. looking for places where this might apply. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to continue to brainstorm and discover more ways to figure out how to uh, apply these principles across the board. Why don't we point people to where they can continue to follow you as you move through your journey and your discoveries with this? Yeah. So we still have um, the page set up. So prepdish.com slash beyond, where if people want to try the meal planning thing, they can try two weeks for free. Um, I'm at prepdish on social media. So Instagram's um, where I'm at most often, but I'm also on you know Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, all of those places. So that would be another place to follow along. Awesome. Allison, it's been great talking with you. I really uh, enjoyed having this conversation and the other one. And just think people are going to get a lot out of this. I know I am. Oh, I hope so. Thank you so much. I always enjoy talking with you. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and this conversation with Allison Schaff. I know that the last time she was on, her productivity tips focused around batch processing and eliminating decision fatigue, especially when it came to meal planning, really helped me and my family out. I hope that this conversation built on that if you heard that first conversation, or again, if you hadn't, go back to that one. By the way... 
do me the favor of sharing this episode and or her last episode with someone you know needs to have more batch processing or meal planning structure in their lives. Think of that person and then grab the links for this and that show and share it with them. You know who needs that help better than I do. And with that, I want to say thank you again for listening and I will see you next episode.